Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. gentlemen i am your host blake Rafino. this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well huge show in store for you tonight on this thursday night before lsu and our kansas got a lot to talk about got a lot a lot to talk about lsu narrowing down as we see other coaches that are on the list for lsu's next head coaching search getting extensions to stay where they're at we will touch on Mel Tucker or Mel LSU as it looks like he's going to be out for LSU and in Baton Rouge. So one off the board, time is nearing. What are we hearing? Call me Dr. Seuss. Uh, LSU versus Arkansas breakdown. Give me all your score predictions. I'll tell you what, how I think the game is going to go tonight. And can LSU pull off the victory to get themselves either ever so closer to bowl eligibility. What am I hearing about LSU and bowl eligibility as well? As we do every Tuesday and Thursday, hashtag AskBlake. You've got some questions. Fire in, fire them inside the chat. Hashtag AskBlake. We will answer those. We did not touch on LSU basketball a lot last night. We will tonight. Hashtag boot up, and I will give you my SEC picks for today's we have a huge SEC weekend uh, uh Old Miss versus Texas A&M just uh, uh, Tennessee who's kind of coming out of nowhere playing Arkansas can Tennessee be the team offensively that gives Georgia some issues we will talk about that uh as the show goes on but before we get started guys do us a favor by hitting the like and share share to some Facebook groups don't forget to follow us and like our page there if you're on YouTube don't forget to subscribe and hit that notification bell as we are growing ever so much on our YouTube channel and if you're on Twitter Periscope do us a favor by hitting the retweet like button and follow there and if you're listening to us on the podcast don't forget to subscribe and shoot us a comment. But let's get some of these comments before we get started. Devin Stibe 
says UNC, what the hell is going on? They're Rudy Poo, y'all. They're not Will Wade. They're not the general. <laughs> UNC always feels like they lose a couple games early, and now all of a sudden they just come out the gates hot or, 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 or finish the season hot. Ryan Gidry says, looks like Mel Tucker is out. Who is next? We will talk about that. Lamar Williams says, big pressure is in the building. Andrew Brisha says, hello, amigo. Hola, amigo. Like he's been watching Narcos Mexico on Netflix. Says, what's your thoughts on Mel Tucker maybe getting a deal? We will touch on that. I promise you we will touch on Mel as you, as Jeremiah Phillips talks about it. And I might go on a little bit of a Rafino's rant um, about that as well. I might go on a, on a little bit of a rant about what some people were saying in the beginning of this coaching search. I think that it was absolutely asinine what they said. Um, so we'll touch on that. But let's do this. Let's pay some bills around this thing, and then we'll get started. None better than our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons and betonline.ag. Guys, with 64 years of experience, nobody's better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Or tell them, and tell them your good friends, Blake Rafino at AYS, since you own buying our good friends over at betonline.ag. Guys, with it being legal to bet inside the state of Louisiana, especially the sports betting realm, no better way to use your mobile device by going to bet online. With a 50% welcome bonus, there's nobody better that gives you better money and better rewards than bet online. And all you got to do is use the podcast AYS tab to let them know your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you by. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. All right, let's get this thing rolling. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. I got to I'm sending a text to my wife cuz we we are watching her uh, our nieces and nephews and I'm just making sure that y'all if y'all I'm seeing if y'all can hear them screaming no I don't think y'all can y'all can hear him just making sure just making sure but we are babysitting tonight and still having to do the show can't wait cannot wait for the new studio hopefully it'll be sooner rather than later uh Jamie Hodges says aha we are live that we are all right uh, Tommy says this reports are unconfirmed talking about Mel Tucker. Um, but Brian Williams says it's getting paid. I don't know much about the guy who, so if you missed it, there was a report on, I think some radio show or 97.1, the ticket, who's a verified account says Mel Tucker to sign long-term extension. Um, in the article, it talks about Ahmed rumors Michigan State football coach could bolt for LSU. Um, I mean, look, they talk about the reports being unconfirmed, but I don't know. Usually when stuff like this comes out, usually means that they have outside sourcing and the program, meaning Michigan State, is just not confirming what they're being told. Nine times out of ten, people don't run stuff like that. Um, and if they're not getting 
really good information. It would make sense for Michigan State to extend Mel Tucker. Now, it would seem to me that if this is being leaked, either one of two things are happening. Either, number one, Mel Tucker is really in the running, which he is, for LSU's next head coaching search, and they're trying to put pressure on LSU. Or, number two, which I believe it is, is Mel Tucker is going to be getting a long-term extension to stay at Michigan State. Guys, they are, they've are they only lost one game on the season. What he's done there has been absolutely amazing. I would expect him to stay at Michigan State unless he does decide to go somewhere else, but I don't know at this exact moment if it's going to be LSU. I think that he is still on the list, but down that, but down that path. Maybe he has not signed the extension because he is waiting to see and maybe, you know, backdoor agent deals or whatever. Regardless, regardless, it does appear that Mel Tucker is going to be staying at Michigan State. With that being said, and if this is does be confirmed to be true, um, it would can it would show that LSU is narrowing down on their search because there's only so many coaches that LSU can go after. Now there was a lot of talk today about people saying and coming out and say, "I know for a fact, I know for a fact who the next head coach at LSU is going to be." I don't believe that. Uh, I still think that Scott's playing this very co- close to the chest. Now, with this whole thing with Mel Tucker to LSU, I, I want to, and this one's going to be a little bit of the Rafino's rant here. Do you remember, do you guys remember when some people around here locally said that President William Tate was going to force Scott Woodward to hire a certain, uh, uh, a certain individual for the next head coach at LSU? I came out and told you that it was a lie. And then some other people started reporting it. We have the logs. We have the video. We have the timestamps. If you don't believe that that's the truth. Some of you know when it comes to political wars like that, that has been a little bit more of my expertise. William Tate IV has said that he will have a voice in who LSU hires as their next head coach, but it is Scott Woodward's hire. So to the Rudy Pooh who continues to push negative shit about LSU every chance he gets. My dog, you got to stop lying. You got to stop lying, especially when shit was shit like that. What people are doing with this Mel Tucker thing and the William Tate thing is that they're pushing a narrative that's not true because they don't want them. Anyway, regardless, regardless, it looks like he's not coming. Uh, AB says, hashtag Team Jaybird. If you don't know who Jaybird is, that, that's what we called my son because he ran in here during the show one time, buck-ass nude. Swinging his dangling everywhere. <laughs> uh, Chad Briscoe says, LOL, LOL, I agree. Uh, Colin Thibodeau, who's been big on hiring Lincoln Riley, says, hashtag Air Force Riley. Uh, Tyler Mann on Facebook says, the more I think about it, the more I want Lincoln Riley. He's got to start playing some defense, though. And look, they've played better defense under Alex Grinch. Alex Grinch was a guy that a lot of people thought that was going to Texas Tech. He's not. Uh, look, I ha- I will continue to stay by this because it's the only sourcing that uh, 
the only thing that has come out to be true, okay, to this point that has been talked about the most. Because when you start talking to individuals that are around Scott Woodward or boosters, they all seem to have a little bit of different stories because they're trying to push who they want. Now, there's a lot of them that like Luke Fickle. A lot of them like Mario Cristobal. A lot of them are honey buddies with Jimbo Fisher. Uh, but there's things going on behind the scenes with Jimbo Fisher that looks like he's not even going to be the next head coach at LSU. He's kind of stamping some of the things um, around Texas A&M and around Texas that would make it really difficult for him to leave A&M. With that being said, there's only a couple of a handful of coaches that really are out there that would garner being the next head coach of LSU. Matt Rule is a guy that a lot of people talk about. Mario Cristobal, uh, uh, Luke Fickle, Lincoln Riley. But the more and more this stuff with Jimbo comes out at A&M and him trying to solidify himself, and if you didn't see it, he's, he's kind of, you know, coming out with, with sourcing with people that he trusts and saying it's not true. He's definitely given a persona that he's not leaving. And nine times out of ten, when a coach does stuff like that, they're trying to kill the press. They're trying to say, hey, look, man, I'm really tired of this shit, of this shit going around because it's not true. Or he's trying to force more money, and ultimately he'll be your next head coach. But right now, the way that he's playing the game, and all of this, all of what all of this is, is a game behind the scenes. It's a game of Texas Hold'em. Who's going to have the better cards, and who's going to bluff hard enough to make everybody fold so that you get to steal the money? Puns intended. Puns intended. We'll see. It's going to, guys, we have about another week or, or, or 10 days. And in that week in 10 days, a lot like what happened with Jay Johnson, things are going to start happening. Now, if you get after the A&M and you don't have a coach, uh, a head coach that's named, <laughs> it'd be more than likely that either it's going to be an NFL coach or your coach is in the playoffs, whether it be Mario Cristobal, Lincoln Riley, whoever. But I, to circle back around, the one thing that seems to be told to me the most by everybody that I talk to is that LSU is preparing it, to make their next head coach a very wealthy man. Words like doubling his salary. Words like we're going to do everything in our power to get this person. Person not being named. Those are the small details that are believable because that money's coming from somewhere. Because there's Ed Orgeron buyouts, hypothetically. There's Lincoln Riley buyouts. There's Mario Cristobal buyouts. That money is going to come from boosters. That money has got to come from somewhere. And it doesn't take a, a, a rocket scientist to find out if Lincoln Riley has a $10 million buyout, uh, Scott Woodward going to his boosters and saying, hey, look, I need $10 million. Not saying that that's what he's doing, but some things do align up. So we'll see. We'll see. And I wanted to get to some of this LSU-Arkansas game, too, but we'll get to a couple comments, and then we'll get into that. Uh, Brody Dupree says, the Mel Tucker news is unconfirmed, though, right? Yeah, but, man, I mean, look. (laughs) 
this is the art. So I, I, I'm just going to read what it was said in this article about Mel Tucker. Um, who said this, by the way? That way we put a, a name to this. Um, trying to find the name. Who said it? It was a radio guy who covers Michigan State. I I can't find his name currently. I'm looking for it. But it says, I have sources. So let me just read from this article. It says, I have sources who have said it appears that Mel Tucker is going to to receive a contract extension with money around $6.8 to $7.8 million per year with escalators and bonuses that that could take him up even higher, said Beard. Added that this news at the current moment is unconfirmed. However... However, it seems to be likely from things that I'm hearing. So it's like me coming out here and saying, hey, guys, look, it's not 100% yet, but this is what I'm hearing. So a lot of people who want Mel Tucker, I don't think that this guy um, is going to come out here. Now, there's another report that just came out from Mike Valenti, who says Mel Tucker is about to secure the bag, corroborating Beer's report. I'm also hearing long-term extension $6.8 million with incentives to take up to $8 million. It firmly puts him in the top eight of highest-paid coaches. It's get, it gets him to Ryan Day money is what they're continue to, continuously being quoted at. So with that being said, again, you have multiple people who cover Michigan State who are coming out with this report. When that starts happening, again, it does look like Mel Tucker is going to sign the extension. Another guy that's off your board. Another guy that's off your board. Uh, Lee Lattimore says, hot take, Mel Tucker was never the guy for LSU. Um, Yeah, I mean, but it doesn't mean that he wasn't on the list. It doesn't mean that they weren't looking at him. Of course, if he signs the extension, no, he was never the guy. But that's not really a hot take. We're we're living in the – coaching searches aren't really hot takes. Lee, a, a hot take would be what a hot take would be it's saying something like, I think LSU is going to run for 175 yards this week. I think our offensive line is good enough to run for 175 yards. I don't know if you can say hot take in coaching searches. Uh, everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to some Facebook groups. If you're on YouTube, uh, hit the subscri- subscribe button and notification bell. Share to your social media pages. We greatly appreciate it. Everybody hit that like button. There's a lot of you in here right now. Everybody hit the like and share. Uh, Devin Saab says, oh, Narcos Mexico mixed with season three. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on. I just got done with episode one. It literally episode one got done at six fifty nine. I looked up and we were. It's like shit. We got to go live. I was literally sitting here watching it. <laughs> uh, Paul says, "Blake, you the man. Love your show. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that." Uh, Mark Richardson says, "LSU finishes seven and five. What do you think? I think that it's really. Li- I think it's very likely that they could. I think that LSU, and so we can get into that. I think that there's a strong possibility that LSU can win this Saturday. Very strong possibility. Now, is it human nature to play up to the potential of LSU when you play a team like Alabama and hold them to six rushing yards? Yes. I will tell you what scares me and what I do like." I do like the fact that Marlon Martinez is starting at right guard. I think that you actually get an upgrade at right guard with Marlon Martinez. Now, what I've been told, and I missed um, Orgeron's uh, press conference, but it looks like Garrett Dellinger is going to start at left guard. Um, 
everybody who talks about Cardell Thomas, Cardell Thomas has also been somebody that we've been uh, not really been talking about a lot this week, but somebody since the Ed Ingram news, um, we have kind of talked a little bit about, but I would assume that he's going to be having to get having to get some reps at both guard positions. I'm really weary on what will happen if Cardell gets in there. We haven't seen a lot from him this year, but I like Garrett Dellinger. I told you the first day that we went to practice, or I went to practice and put and laid eyes on Garrett Dellinger, that I did not believe that he was a tackle. Um, he has the body figure of like a Quentin Nelson who plays for the Colts. That's his like body figure. That's his body type. He's definitely and looks like a guard. I don't see him kicking out to the left tackle or right tackle, even though I think he could play those positions. He's more of a guard. Those are the kinds of things that scare me, the injuries along this offensive line. And can LSU sustain a running game that they have had success with? Quite honestly, the the rushing game has been really everything that LSU's had over the last couple of weeks. If LSU comes out, though, defensively, it's able to hold and contain Arkansas when it comes to their rushing attack. Guys, LSU's going to win this football game. But, man, I, I feel really weary about picking LSU. Even though I'm going to pick them, I feel really – to win this game, I feel really weary about that pick. Now, if you get Arkansas into a situation where they're having to drop back and pass, then I feel a lot better. But they have a very good rushing attack led by Sam Pittman and Cody Kennedy's offensive line. It's going to be a grudge match, man. And, and, and like somebody who commented in the chat last night – Every fan, if you want LSU to win, we need a lot of fans there to give LSU the home field advantage. This still is a rivalry game. You're still fighting and playing for a trophy. But, man, the injuries are just too mounted up for LSU. And what the hell is going on, man? Like, it's one thing that we we have talked about injuries on this show, but I think that we're to a point where – and, look, I've – Try to just be positive when it comes to the injuries. But, man, like, what? I'm going to ask a simple question that I'm not sure if anybody has asked yet. Are players from LSU that are injured, are some of those guys opting out? Are some of those guys opting out? Because it would seem to me, and I'm not saying that they are, I'm just pe- I, I'm, I'm bringing up the question. Are some of these guys opting out? Now, it doesn't stop from the fact that LSU is showing right now that they have depth, and high-quality depth at that. I don't mean this in a wrong way, but you, I have said for a long period of time, even though LSU is losing, that LSU still has a lot of talent behind their starters. Dwight McLaughlin, we saw last week, have a good game. Mike Jones. Guys, Jaqueline Roy... I, I I can't emphasize this enough. Is a is when he, is your best interior defensive tackle is not starting. I really when every game when I see that Jaqueline Roy is not starting over Glenn Logan at this point, I really want to start losing my fucking mind. The best interior lineman in the SEC, and he's not starting. Anyway, I'm just begging the question. I'm just begging the question. Are these guys opting out or not? 
anyway. LSU and Kenny, I'm going to get to your 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 super chat here, but do does LSU have the talent to win? Yes. Do they have the offensive coordinator and offensive scheme to win? No. No, they don't. If they look, and here's another thing, Garrett Nussmeyer could prove us all wrong. He could prove me wrong. He could prove everybody wrong. If Garrett, if LSU's down seven nothing, they can't get anything moving offensively. You know, maybe so. But, look, LSU has always come out the gate hot offensively in their first scripted 15 plays. They look fantastic. They look fantastic. I think of the nine games that LSU's played, I want to say was it six of them LSU has scored on the opening offensive drive or gotten into the red zone. Actually gotten into the red zone, if I'm not mistaken, or mistaken, I think in eight of them. I think UCLA was the first drive that they did not get into the red zone on that first drive. If I, seven or eight, whichever one. It might be another, maybe Auburn. But I think they scored on that first drive against Auburn, if I'm not mistaken. I think they got it. you know, I'd have to go back and check that. So don't bean count me on that. But Garrett Nussmeyer could prove us all wrong. And it's something that, that Arkansas is going to have to be ready for. And what film do you wor- watch on Garrett Nussmeyer? You don't have any. Uh, and, and let me tell you this. It does make me a little nervous that Orgeron, you know, has kind of been a little iffy about, you know, saying, well, look, Matt, you know, Max is still beating out Garrett in practice. This makes me a little iffy. Uh, Kenny Russell, my man, I appreciate it. Sends us, sends us a nine ninety nine uh super chat on YouTube. Says, Blake, I believe Jimbo, Tucker, and Franklin are off the board. If I'm being realistic, I think Napier, Aranda, and Riley – or your likely candidates left. Very much possible. Very possible. But, uh, you know, are they swinging for the fences for Lincoln Lincoln Riley? The whole plane deal, and I got quoted in Sports Illustrated. Guys, when I put, it's flight flight season, y'all, four laughing face emojis. I'm making a joke. I don't know how many times I got to say that. Guys, I'm literally laughing about it. Getting, you know, who was it? Sports Illustrated, Saturday Down South, and all these guys taking my tweet. <laughs> guys, it's a joke. I wasn't being wasn't being serious. Never once did I say Lincoln Riley was on the plane yesterday coming down to Baton Rouge. I never said that. Not once. And that's a problem with our media, and that's a problem with how people interpretate or interpretate, interpret media too. Guys, I'm making a joke. And then you got these beat writers, these nerds, <laughs> these Rudy Poos, who take what I'm saying as serious. If somebody sends you a LOL or a laughing face emoji, they're not being serious. Um, Chili Vic on YouTube says, hashtag ask Blake, Traylon Burks is no pushover. Guy may be the best receiver in the league. He probably is the best receiver in the league. And look, if you're going to go zero coverage, if you're going to continue to blitz and he beats you, you got to get ready for Traylon Burks to beat you. Kid's a stud. It's a big game for Dwight McLaughlin. I have faith in Dwight McLaughlin. I told you during the offseason I had a lot of faith in him. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with Dwight McLaughlin. I'm gonna ride with Jay Ward. Those guys are out there balling. Had a busted coverage against Alabama. Guys, I'm okay with having a busted coverage if you're gonna play defense like you did last week. Zero coverage, you're sending the blitz. You know, the problem with LSU last year is they're playing man-to-man, and they never sent the pressure. The cockiness of LSU. Cockiness is getting Ed Orgeron beat a little bit. Let's not get that shit twisted. Uh, Lee says, I think you play Garrett just to add to the rushing game. Do like the Saints do with Hill. Maybe. Maybe. I think that they want to get him drives. I think that they want to sustain drives with him. But, yeah, I mean, let him run. Here's a problem, though, too. If you're going to – and, look, here's another thing that I'm monitoring. So, let me say this, too, before I get to some more of these comments. Here's another thing that I'm monitoring. If Max Johnson gets his happy ass out there and starts running the football, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Here's why. Because, yeah, you were red-shirting Garrett Nussmeyer, and I understand it. Like, I, I get it. You wanted a red shirt, Garrett Nussmeyer. You wanted, you know, you talked to, uh, to to Doug Nussmeyer, the Nussmeyer family before the season. You wanted a red shirt him. I understand it, but you should have told them when Miles Brennan went down. Look, guys, I know that you want a red shirt, but if we want to win, and Max is our starting quarterback, we're gonna have to let him run the football. And God forbid he gets hurt, Garrett's gonna have to go into the game. Now you're all the way down at the end of the season. And Garrett Nussmeyer is going to burn his red shirt. All those games that he didn't play, or you limited Max Johnson from running the football because you were redshirting a freshman because Doug Nussmeyer, uh, the Dallas Cowboys quarterback coach, told you to redshirt my son. I'm sorry. I'm going to be fucking pissed. Because you're not putting your players in the best position to make plays and win football games. God forbid Max Johnson gets out there and starts making things happen with his legs. God forbid LSU goes out there and does a couple of zone reads that Arkansas is not prepared for, and he starts getting yardage. God fucking forbid. You want to limit your kids. You're hurting them. Talking about the injuries earlier. Ed Orgeron lied his ass off when he said that Max Johnson, yeah, Max can run. Bullshit. Nothing makes me more pissed off than a coach that limits his players and then they, hey, we know that you like running the football, But please, God, please don't just sit back in the pocket and don't get hurt running the football. He's getting hurt sitting in the pocket. As Chuck says on YouTube, Blake, I'm pretty new to your podcast. What a way to to, to uh, be new to our podcast after that. But he says, Blake, I'm pretty new to your podcast. Forgive my ignorance. What is Rudy Pooh? I know I misspelled it. Um, I don't remember what I said was Rudy Pooh. 
Uh, Gerald says, good point. They could be pulling an opt-out maneuver. I'm asking the question. I, I, I'm not saying that they are. I'm not saying that they are. Let me let, let it be known. Blake Rufino's not saying that they're opting out. Aaron Adams says, we got some good games this weekend. Yeah, that we do. Let's, so let's get to that, and I'll get to some more of the comments. But I definitely want to go to um, – I definitely want to talk about the SEC and the SEC slate this week. Alabama, how they always do this, this is just fantastic scheduling. Why is LSU playing Arkansas at, after playing Alabama and Alabama's playing uh, New Mexico State? How is that? How is that possible? Look now, the games that I'm obviously watching for. Look, I'm really intrigued by Ole Miss and Texas A&M. Like I, I <laughs> as an offensive guy, like I'm very intrigued to see what Lane Kiffin's got up his sleeve. What has Jimbo got up his sleeve? Look, we trash Jimbo a lot on the. I say on this show, but as LSU fans, we trash Jimbo a lot. But man, look, don't. He's still a good coach. Like we're we're everybody's saying Jimbo's not a good coach. Back pump the brakes a little bit. Good doesn't mean great. He's not a great coach. Nobody can say he's not a good coach. Um, but I will say I am really looking forward to Georgia and Tennessee. I want to see if Tennessee can make this a game. I, I look, Tennessee is coming out of the abyss. Uh, uh, from what they were under Jeremy Pruitt and other coaches. And I think offensively, they can make – look, this game could be a blowout. They could beat Tennessee 45-24. to 24. But how does Tennessee – how does the game look? Is Tennessee showing people things that Georgia's got inks and uh, kinks in the armor? That's going to be interesting to me. I think that they're going to find some things. I think Josh Heupel is a really good offensive mind and offensive coach. We'll see. Or, George is going to come out and prove that they're going to beat the shit out of everybody. Anyway. Uh, Josh Forbes says, less miles. Gerald says, cupcake. Jack says, Rudy Pooh candy is, Rudy Pooh candy ass. Yeah, I see a lot of people getting on my, getting on me. He says, Scott says, damn, bro, check your blood pressure. Pretty sure you're on the verge of stroking out. No, I'm not. <sighs> Come on, bro. Come on. Ryan says, love it. Chet says, love this guy. Thank you. <laughs> but it's true, though, man. Like, it's true. Nobody that's – so we have, like, 317 people in here right now. Not one of you – can sit back and tell me that what that when Max Johnson did against Florida running the football, let me, let's go see this and against Ole Miss. Let me let me. I just want to pull this up. Matt, uh, LSU, Florida box score twenty twenty. LSU beats Florida thirty seven to thirty four. Uh, Max Johnson runs the ball eighteen times. Max Johnson ran the ball 18 times against uh, Florida, and two of those were sacked. So, let's I'll give it to 18. Now, let's go to Ole Miss. LSU Ole Miss, box score 2020. 
And let's see this. Oh, Max Johnson ran the ball 14 times against Ole Miss. Guys, you're limiting him. 14 carries, 45 yards, and two touchdowns for Max Johnson against Ole Miss. And you're telling me that he's wanting to sit in the pocket? Guys, he's regressing due to an offensive coach and an offensive scheme that doesn't benefit him. It's just the truth. It's just the truth. And what all of you are probably going to do is say, oh, Blake got all mad because he's defending he's defending Max Johnson. Guys, you should be mad at that. If it was the other way around, if they were not letting Garrett Nussmeyer run the football because Max Johnson wanted a red shirt, what then? What if it would have happened with Miles Brennan and Joe Burrow? Oh, wait, it did. Ed Orsrein confirmed that they did not run Joe Burrow in 2018 because Miles Brennan was hurt. Flip side, when Miles does come back against Rice, the beast was unleashed in Joe Burrow. Rice, Texas A&M, UCF 19. You can't play. You're playing scared. Ryan Thibodeau says, hashtag ask Blake on YouTube. If parents are making the decisions whether or not their children play, then this is a Mickey Mouse operation program. Guys, and this isn't me ripping on Ed. He said it. He said it. Now, if it's something that you're going on in recruiting and you made that promise, Sometimes promises have to be altered. Like, I could tell my wife, hey, baby, I'm going to go buy you the best diamond rings I can find. And let's just say I have all the money in the world to go and do that. Maybe not all the money in the world, but I have the money to go and buy her the diamond rings that she wants for Christmas. But then all of a sudden I get in a car, God forbid, let me not say... God forbid something in life happens where I got to spend that money because you know how it is, life. Hey, baby, I'm not going to be able to get you those diamond rings, but I promise I'll make it up to you. What happened, what happened when you were talking to the kid in recruiting is not the same of what's going on right now. Corey Kaye says F-bomb number two and three and four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, it it, it, it makes me mad. It makes me mad that you're limiting uh, that kid. Uh, Dylan Allen on Facebook says Pruitt wouldn't be bad for our next defensive coordinator. Dylan, I don't disagree with that, but I really am intrigued if they are going to allow Jeremy Pruitt back into the SEC. Now, I do hear some things coming out of Alabama. Um, out of Alabama about there are some rumors and chit-chats that they do want him back as their next defensive coordinator. There are some chit-chats, but 
if Alabama can't make that happen, if if Nick Saban can't make that happen, then that means Greg Sankey's throwing his, his balls around and throwing his weight around. Let's not get this twisted, by the way. Everybody thinks that Nick Saban runs the SEC. Ladies and gentlemen, he doesn't. Greg Sankey does. Ryan Tibbo says, Texas uh, Tamu A&M versus Old Piss is very intriguing. It's very intriguing to me. Dane Bergeron says, hi, Blake. Great show. Thank you, my friend. Jack Davis says, yeah, natties don't necessarily make you a great coach. Look at Coach O. True. True. And they don't sustain things either. They don't sustain things either. Pierce says, it's kind of funny to think about that the Texas Texas A&M and Ole Miss game as the LSU head coaching sweepstakes bowl. Man, it could. I I really think Lane's out and has been out. But maybe, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong. The Lane Kiffin to LSU news has quieted down a whole hell of a lot, hasn't it? A whole hell of a lot. Lamar Williams says, let them titties hang this weekend. Take off the robe and let them titties hang. LSU's going to have to. Guys, they're going to have to every single game the rest of the season, even against ULM. You got nothing to lose. Y'all saw Oris Ryan ran to the opposite sideline? I did see the video of that. I did see that. Darren on Facebook says, Coach O will have Nuss rolling out to his left toward the short side of the field. Uh, that's some Curly Holman offensive play calling right there for you. Yeah, that's pretty bad, guys. It's pretty bad. Dorian says, how much truth is behind these uh, Lincoln-Riley rumors? I think that there's a lot. I mean, look, I here's the thing. Nobody from Oklahoma and nobody from LSU is denying it. Everybody I talk to, nobody's denying it. You talk to people in Oklahoma – reaching out to some Oklahoma friends of mine that cover the program, and they're not denying it. Yeah, Blake, I I, I could see it. Followed up by me asking, do you think Oklahoma would fight for Lincoln Riley and pay them what LSU would? They're all saying, hell no. They're all saying the same thing. I think it's very intriguing. If you Again, we've talked about this a lot and at nauseum. You look at the track record of Scott Woodward, name a coach that he's hired over the last five coaches that's not offensive-minded. Chris Peterson, uh, 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 Ken Mulkey, Jay Johnson, Buzz Williams, Jimbo Fisher. All of them have one thing in common. Even though they're not in all of the same sports, the one thing that they all have in common is their offensive-minded coaches. I don't think for the legacy hire for Scott Woodward's tenure and his career is going to be doing something outside the box and doing something that he hasn't done unless he thinks that he's hiring the next Nick Saban to some extent and that guy's a defensive coach. 
I don't think that he's going to do that. I don't think that he's going to do that. Um, David says, you're more passionate this year than you've ever been, including 2019. Nah, dog. <laughs> 2019, the Lord is punishing me for 2019 and things that I said. Uh, but, I I mean, but, uh, uh, yes, I wasn't as, as energetic when LSU kicked the shit out of Northwestern State. <laughs> Uh, Jake says on Facebook, it doesn't matter because then Walker Howard shows up and the effing mic is going to drop. I agree. I agree. Peter says, I hope the crowd is electric Saturday night. Me too. Me too. I hope that there's a lot of people there. The weather's going to be great. Um, guys, I just don't go, I don't go to games anymore. Uh, not as much as I used to, even when we started AYS, I just don't go. I mean, the games that I've gone to have been Alabama 19, um, Florida 19, <laughs> A&M 19. Um, I went to one in 2020. Which game did I go to? I don't remember. Uh, but we do the post-game show, which makes it difficult. So, Pooh Bear, where you been? However, he sends us a $5 uh, uh, super chat. Thank you, my friend. He says, defense wins ships, meaning championships. Offense sells tickets. Yet, offense puts butts in seats. Tasha Thibodeau from the Real LSU Nation. What's going on, Tasha? I appreciate you joining us. Uh, She says, offense sells tickets. That it does. I think Riley's more worried about championships at this point, but – I, again, I, again, again. One thing that Jimbo has been good about, and he's an offensive-minded guy. Guys, their defense is really good. Their defense has been really good. Um, Mike Elko, their A&M's defensive coordinator, he's really good. Um, some I don't something doesn't feel right to me about this Jimbo Fisher next head coach at LSU thing. Just personally, there's a lot of a lot of smoke around it. Not saying it's not going to happen, uh, but something just doesn't feel right to me. Something doesn't feel right. Uh, Tommy says you should replace Fine Bombs four hour slot on SC Network. You are awesome. Go Tigers! Thank you, Tom. Um, and I got a little bit more hair than Paul Fine Bomb too, and I got a little bit more swag than Paul Fine Bomb. Am I, I don't know if I'm a big enough, uh, uh, never mind. Y'all, bro, y'all know Paul be saying some dumb things. Uh, Michael Roby, 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 uh, but on YouTube says, are you hearing anything on a new basketball arena PMAC renovations? I am. I am. Um, he said, Michael sends us a $5 snack, uh, uh, super chat too. I appreciate you for that. I, I am. Um, Michael, let me say this. And um, I am hearing some things that are going on about the PMAC. And I am hearing that, you know, one person said, told me that 
A lot of talks are underway and negotiations are being finalized for some things. I'm going to keep that one a little bit close to the vest because I haven't confirmed a lot of things. But, yes, there's been a lot of ch- uh, chatter around that. We'll see. We will see. So, to everybody that's going to take this clip and say, oh, Blake's got to go somewhere and do the – guys, I'm telling you what I know right now. I- I'm just just telling you. I mean, I don't feel comfortable saying, yes, they're going with a new one. I don't have that yet. Uh, Bill says, and you have smaller ears. Uh, the Paul Feinbaum, I do. I do. Look at my – well, well, I don't know, man. I got them big old th- long Italian ears, man. That's a long ear. It's a long ear right there, bro. I got a bigger nose than him, too, but that's the Italian nose. Bro, I want to make it. I got something longer than Paul Feinbaum, too. <laughs> God help us. Uh, Brandon Reese says, imagine what Nuss or even Howard would look like in Lincoln Riley's offense or system. No doubt. And look, this whole thing that everybody talks about, Lincoln Riley runs air raid offense. Bullshit. They run the football a lot. They run the air raid principles in their passing schemes. They ran it it a lot with Baker Mayfield. They ran it a lot with Kyler Murray. And they want to run the football. That's That's their number one goal is running the football. Daniel Glenn says, does anybody remember when the biggest question around LSU was if they whether or not they would play Derek Stingley on offense? Guys, Derek hadn't played in two years. Um, uh, I'm gonna leave that one alone. I, I hope that he does not fall in the draft, but guys, I'm telling you, I think I think he's gonna fall in the draft. That's his personal opinion. Um, I think you have a guy that's coming off two injuries, and we'll, but we'll see. Brandon Reese says, hashtag ask Blake, the million-dollar question for Riley at this point is can he win a title at Oklahoma? I don't think that he can um, win a title at Oklahoma, and I think that he knows that. I told you guys yesterday, and we went down the list, of the first 32 players on their roster, um, only, and I only went down 32 because I was just going to count until I got to two players from Oklahoma. 90-plus percent of his roster doesn't come from the state of Oklahoma where close to maybe half are kid, at LSU are kids from the state of Louisiana are really close. Deion Smith, Mississippi. Uh, 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 Walker Howard, Louisiana. Uh, uh, who's, uh, who's the left tackle? Um, Will Campbell. Uh, Shreveport. I mean, the list can go on and on. I mean, you go down that list, there's a lot of kids from Louisiana that's committed to LSU. You don't have to go anywhere to get extremely good talent. We'll see. Let's get a couple more here, and we're going to get out. Uh, Tommy Howard says, when is Will Wade getting an extension? He does. You know, I think Will Wade would have had his extension if he wouldn't have had this investigation holding over his head. Are you going to give a guy an extension that's under under NCAA investigation? I think that they're waiting to see. I think that they're um, they're waiting to see. Bill says he's got satellite dishes. <laughs> Talking about Paul Feinbaum's ears. Where did we go to get to talking about Paul Feinbaum's ears? 
Uh, Dylan Landry says that Louisiana football is just as deep as Florida and Cali. Um, I'm not going to say as deep. They got Florida and Cali's got a lot more prospects because just of capacity and number of kids. But when it comes to top-tier talent, they don't. I mean, they don't. So, LSU, Louisiana putting out some prospects, guys. Colin Thibodeau says, hashtag ask Blake, give me Riley or give me death. I said what I said. He's going to continue to say it. Man, I, 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 I no, I ain't going to die for nobody. Uh, if Unless your name's Ben Rafino or Megan Rafino, no, I ain't dying. I ain't dying for no Lincoln Riley. All right, two more. Dane says, Blake, OU's roster has always been made up of the majority of players from being out-of-state out state kids. Yeah, but I think in today's society, man, it's tougher to recruit kids uh, from f- away from somewhere local. It's tougher. With A&M doing good, Texas doing – I mean, I say doing good, but, guys, I'm being relative here. I mean, L- LSU going into Texas, teams like SMU – and, and, and TCU, I mean, they might not get the top-tier guys, but they're still getting really quality uh, uh, kids to go to those programs, and I think it makes it harder for, for Oklahoma. I think it makes it really hard. And to finish it off, Peggy Red says, Riley brings great offensive linemen. He does. He got a couple three-stars in Louisiana, and those guys are playing in the NFL. LSU thought that those kids couldn't play. So... Anyway, all right, guys, we will see y'all Saturday night for the postgame show. Until then, all you guys stay classy. Before you leave, hit the like, hit the share. Everybody on Facebook, hit the like button right now. Hit the share as well. We greatly appreciate it. And we'll see you guys Saturday night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.